If you have your Bibles with you, we're going to be in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. I'm going to read the first 14 verses of Psalm 103. Just to mention the book that we are reading as a church is going to be Galatians, but I am chose to do Psalm 103 for various reasons. Uh, Liliana heard her back last Sunday, and so she's been sort of out of commission this week. She's been in bed a lot, so I, my parents have helped a lot, and then I've had to take over responsibility in the afternoon, so I just didn't quite have all the time necessary needed to work on my passage in Galatians 6. Couldn't quite get a handle on it, so I decided to choose Psalm 103. I love Psalm 103. A couple reasons why I chose it. Uh, one is that uh, our last book club, I shared a story from Corey Tim Boom, which I plan to share today, and uh, I talked about sort of remembering the goodness and mercy of God, and I said this is something I've talked about so many times, you know, I hesitate to talk about it more, but Grant Crane and Tyler Williams said, you got to keep talking about it. We, we need to hear it, so if you're frustrated by the fact I'm talking about it again, talk to Tyler. He's in the back on the left. You can talk to Grant up here in the front on the fourth row right here, but if you are encouraged by what I say, go find them and encourage them and thank them. So Psalm 103, first 14 verses. Please hear this public reading of God's Word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear Him, for He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So Psalm 103 is a wonderful psalm, much-loved psalm. And in this psalm, you have David. For most of it, he's speaking to himself in this psalm. Some psalms are addressed to God and to others, but David, for the most part, addresses this psalm to himself. At the end, he calls forth a bunch of the host to to praise God. But most of this psalm, David is speaking to himself. And in verse 2, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. He's sort of preaching to himself. Don't forget all of God's benefits, David. Why does he do this? Well, he's reminding himself not to forget God's benefits, I think, because number one, we're prone to forget God's benefits. We're prone to forget God's blessings. And one commentator said it is a terrible thing to forget God's benefits. So David knows it's a terrible thing to forget God's benefits, yet he knows we're prone to forget. So he reminds himself, forget not all of God's benefits. And then what he does is he fills sort of out the rest of this psalm. He fills it out with just reminding himself of God's goodness to him and God's blessings just all throughout this psalm. Admiring gratitude just shines forth through almost every line. One commentator said David is cataloging the goodness of God. He's enumerating God's blessings one after the other, lest he take God's grace for granted. So a couple of questions as we come to our time of confession would be, number one, have we forgotten his benefits, his blessings? this week, both physical blessings and spiritual blessings, and have we taken God's grace for granted? So let's just look at some of these blessings that David talks about. I'll just read through some of them. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquity, beginning of verse 4, who redeems your life 
from the pit, beginning at verse 5, who satisfies you with good. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Verse 10, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Just filled with God's blessings, reminding himself of God's blessings to us. I love verse 10. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. What good news is verse 10? And i borrowing this from Jerry Bridges. He's reminded me to do this on other verses. But he would say, come to a verse like this and ask this question. What if God did deal with us according to our sins? What if God did repay us according to our iniquities? Bridges would say how terrible that would be, how horrible it would be if God dealt with us according to our sins. And I'm just talking about sins from yesterday. If God counted our sins from yesterday against us, we would be crushed under the weight of those sins. But he doesn't deal with us according to our sins. How is that possible? That's because Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So everyone who has turned from sin and rested in the finished work of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven and washed white. All of them are washed white and done away with as far as the east is from the west. This is wonderful good news to remember. So we have forgiveness of sins and we have hope in Christ, which is sure and certain. I just want to mention hope that we have. He doesn't necessarily bring it up necessarily, maybe in a roundabout way, but we have this sure and certain hope as believers, which is a spiritual blessing that we should remember. We should remember this blessing. So our hope in Christ is so sure and certain that if one of us who is in Christ today died on the way home, we would depart and be with Christ, which is far better because our hope is sure and certain. Adoniram Judson, the famous missionary who suffered such a great deal in his life. I'm working through his biography right now, and I've already been moved to tears when they lost their eight-month-old baby. I mean, just over and over again, he suffers, and yet this is what he says. When Christ calls me home, I shall go with the gladness of a boy bounding away from his school. I picture a school getting out for the summer and all the kids racing out. Summer is here. That's what Judson said. Think about that when I die. I will be racing home with gladness. How can he say that? Because his hope is sure and certain. And Judson knows that in God's presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Lloyd-Jones, near his death, he told his wife and his two daughters, don't pray for my healing. He said, don't hold me back from the glory, he said. Don't hold me back. He had a sure and certain hope. But I want to end by mentioning verse 5, the beginning of verse 5 of Psalm 103, which says this, who satisfies you with good. One commentator said, God satisfies us with good things. Hasn't that been your experience? Can't you praise God for an abundance of good things he has graciously brought into your life? And so now I want to use this story from Corrie ten Boom. You know her story, probably. I mentioned her many times. She was Uh, In Holland, she and her family were Christians. They hid Jews. They were discovered, found out. She and her family were sent to prison camps. And she and her sister Betsy eventually were transferred to Ravensbrück, this horrible prison camp. Her sister Betsy would die there. But Betsy was released on a clerical error. She was sent on a train back to Holland. She goes to a Christian hospital for them to care for her. And this is what the author says there. A young nurse escorted her to the hospital's dining room where she had her first full meal in years. Her own words best describe her appreciation for that meal and the other, quote-unquote, normal blessings she was treated to that day. So here's Corey in her own words talking about this day. Then I was eating potatoes, Brussels sprouts, meat and gravy, and for dessert, pudding with juice and an apple. 
I have never seen anyone eat so intensely. One of the nurses from a nearby table commented, I cared not. You have these nurses staring at her. She's going to town eating. She doesn't care what they're thinking. She's enjoying every bit. With every mouthful of food, I could feel new life streaming into my body. I shall remember that meal as long as I live. Then came a warm bath. They could hardly get me out of it. My poor, sick skin, damaged by lice, seemed to grow softer the moment I slipped into that warm tub. Afterward, they dressed me. Several of the ex-leaders of the Netherlands Girls Club were among the nurses, girls that I had known before the war. They dressed me up as if I were a doll. One of them put, on, put shoes on me, another dress and pins for my hair. I felt so happy that I laughed for sheer joy. How sweet they were to me. These young women had been trained in kindness. How opposite from the concentration camp where men had been trained in cruelty. I was then taken to a cozy bedroom so I could rest. How lovely was the combination of colors. I was starved for color in the concentration camp. Everything was gray, but here in Holland, the colors were vivid again. My eyes could not seem to get enough to satisfy them, and the bed, delightfully soft and clean with thick blankets. One of the little nurses brought an extra pillow and tucked it under my swollen feet. I wanted to laugh and cry at the same time. On a shelf was a row of books. Outside, I heard the whistle of a boat on a canal and the merry sound of little children calling to one another as they skipped down the street. Far in the distance, I heard the sound of a choir singing and then, oh joy, the chimes of a carillon. I closed my eyes and tears wet my pillow. Only to those who have been imprisoned does freedom have such great meaning. Meaning, later that afternoon, one of the nurses took me up to her room where for the first time in many months I heard the sound of a radio. Gunter Raymond was playing a Bach trio. The organ tones flowed about and enveloped me. I sat on the floor beside a chair and sobbed. Unashamedly, it was too much joy. I had rarely cried during all those months of suffering. Now I could not control myself. My life had been given back as a gift. Harmony, beauty, colors music. You read that and you think, how can we complain at all when God gives us these normal blessings every day? But when we lose sight of his blessings, we will begin to complain. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let's forget not all his benefits. I'll give you a few moments to pray, and I'll close this in prayer. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you uh, for the chance to gather with your people. Uh, it is a gift. Thank you for those who are able to watch on, online. That is a gift as well. But Father, as we think about your blessings to us, both physical and spiritual, we are ashamed by the fact that we complain as much as we do. Father, forgive us for our grumbling and our complaining. Forgive us when we forget your goodness, your mercy. Forgive us when we forget your blessings, the spiritual blessings which are enormous 
and the physical blessings, which are enormous as well. Give us eyes to see your blessings. Help us to soak in the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ and help us to regularly be reminded of the amazing blessings that you give us every day. Father, we are thankful that you do not treat us as our sins deserve, that you cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, which is good, good news that the gospel brings us. Father, I pray that you'd be honored and glorified by our singing. pray you would use Mark in a powerful way and help us to be attentive to the preaching of your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.